Alright, welcome to the Usual People podcast. This is a podcast where three friends who were friends in high school and now are in their mid-30s do a podcast because that's what you do when you're in your mid-30s. I'm one of the usual people. My name is Anthony Herrera. Uh, I'm Lala. And I'm Elisa. And we're, we're just usual. We're just regular folk. I'm no different from you. I was recently involved in a big war with an infestation with ticks in my backyard. I absorbed so much poison through my skin and then watched Transformers Revenge of the Fallen and I went insane for a whole night. The usual stuff. Lala, let's hear something usual about you. Well, you know, uh, I suffer from clinical depression and sleep a lot, so that's a very usual common thing in and America. That's incredibly <laughs> usual. Elisa, something usual about you? I'm just usual. You're the most usual person I know. I'm just usual. And to explain the concept of this podcast, this isn't just people talking about how usual they are. Mm -hmm. uh, the basic setup of this podcast is three friends, and we're going to do stuff we've never done before for the first time. So the first half of the podcast is us talking about the thing before we've experienced it, and the second half of the podcast is us talking about the thing after we've experienced it. And today, on what is pretty much our first episode, we did do a test episode and uh, we didn't know what we were doing, so it sounded like shit, so you're probably never going to hear it, but this one hopefully sounds better. On today's episode, we are going to watch The Gilmore Girls for the first time, although that's not exactly the truth, because one of us has seen The Gilmore Girls before. Lala, without giving out too much away about The Gilmore Girls... What do you what what the what's the deal with it? Uh, well, I've seen every episode of the Gilmore Girls, but uh, you know, I really can't prepare you for what it is because it's just about like it's the basic premise of it. It's about two people and their mother and daughter, and they're the Gilmore Girls. And that's, that's the whole concept. That's the whole concept. I have a few questions because I li I literally know nothing about the Gilmore Girls <laughs> okay. at all. Uh, just. Are they vampires? No. The no. Gilmore Girls are not vampires. Is there anything supernatural going on? No, there's nothing supernatural going on. It's not action. It's all emotional, character-based. Do they kill people? No. No. Does it turn out like one of them is a Russian spy? Not at all. Why? What is the... Why is anybody watching this show? It's... Okay, I don't want to seem racist, but it's like possibly the whitest show on television. Ah, so it's like comfort food. Yeah. For the white it's working class. <laughs> it's very vanilla. Uh, yeah. It's just it's just very white. You say the selling point of the Gilmore Girls is just it's incredibly white. Yeah. Uh, but well, then that brings up that brings up a point I want to get into. What do we think about white people? They're all right. They're just there. They're just there? I would say white people are more than just there. <laughs> I think they they make sure they're in your face a lot. Well, yeah, the terrible ones. Okay. Like, you know, our current president. Definitely. <laughs> um, Elisa, what do you feel about white people? Well, you're white. I'm half white. Yes. And I think... That half of me, I think, is where most of my worst traits come from. I should let's explain. When we say we're usual people, we're not that usual because we're mainly Mexicans. I prefer the term Chicana, but yeah, With go an on. X? No. I just got a text that says Coke for Anthony. <laughs> <laughs> that, that, that was like hours ago. <laughs> That was before, like when I was gone and you were here. That seemed, it seemed like a it seemed like my phone was giving me a command. Coke for Anthony. Do you want do, a coke? do you want me to grab you a coke? I thought they were talking about like actual cocaine. No, I don't want to grab a coke. That was weird, but you know, I'm glad you got that text because I feel like we're going in a weird direction. You think so? Yeah. Okay. I was just like, where's this going? I I don't know. I don't know why I turned. This Gilmore Girls podcast episode into a, a, a launch, yeah, thing. a launching pad to attack white people. Yeah, no, I mean they're. I don't know. If if, <laughs> uh, if anything, uh, if you just think about the title Gilmore Girls, it could be like a uh, spinoff from Waterworld. 
Because <laughs> they have gills. Yes, and they want more gills. I didn't quite get it until Lala pointed out Gilmore Girls. Yes. They're like they're like two creatures from the Black Lagoon hanging out, being mothers and like a mother and daughter creature from the Black Lagoon hanging out, drinking lattes. They just want more gills so they can breathe. <laughs> I mean, I have a lot of comparisons that I want to make, mm-hmm. but not till after y'all have seen it. Because I, I don't want to like interject my ideas of it. I feel like it'll be like uh, mermaids with Cher and Winona Ryder. This this oh, feed into a your little whole... bit, a little bit maybe. But that also feeds into your whole gill person. Well, deal. if I was gonna take it away from Waterworld. But then you said mermaids. <laughs> but have you seen mermaids? I have seen okay. mermaids. Because that has a guy from Sixteen Candles in it, right? I was really mm-hmm. disappointed with mermaids because there were no mermaids right they, they did promise a lot and didn't deliver at all and in fact i don't get the premise of that i thought it was gonna be like splash <laughs> splash is a good movie <laughs> that's a great that is, movie well i just recently saw that thing about talking about how well tom hanks is crazy and there is no actual mermaid and it's about a movie about a guy having a breakdown I, I don't buy that because there's other people <laughs> who see the mermaid well is, is i thought everybody... he was he was gonna die or he died, yeah. he drowned, and that was like the last thing he... Like he killed himself? He, killed, he actually killed himself, and this was like his like last... It's like basically Jacob's Ladder. This is like his last hallucination before his last breath. Yeah, that the, that doesn't <laughs> track for me. That is a lighthearted, fun movie. <laughs> the, it's, not a, it's not a suicide ideation at all. I don't think so. I mean, you're going to be in a really bad place to think, Tom Hanks is killing himself, man. That's what that splash makes sense. There's no such thing as mermaids. It's suicide. That's such a literal reading of that movie. It's, almost, it's like the dumbest reading you could possibly think of. To think that, no, oh, he's killing himself. That's what's going on. Well, I thought he just fell off a boat. Oh, you think he died when he was a little kid? Yeah. The, okay, because he falls off the boat and the... It's a sequel to Big. <laughs> huh? It's a sequel to Big before it, Big came out? I mean, a prequel. Right. Wait, Splash came before Big? Yeah, Splash was like 81, 82, Big was 89. Oh. oh. Okay, let's stop talking yeah. about Splash because there's no Gil people in this, I assume, right? Yeah, but definitely like the it explores the mother-daughter dynamic throughout mm. the show. And I should bring up, Lala isn't the person who uh, wanted to see this. I'm the person that brought it up because... I just, I don't watch enough girly shows. This Is is this a girly show? Is that a dumb term to use, girly? Uh, I just I, I'm not offended by it. I know people who would be offended by calling it a girly show, but yeah, it is. The target audience is obviously women. Yeah, and... that's, yeah, I didn't want to mean to like say like it's dumb. I just don't watch very many shows that are strictly about relationships between women. Mm-hmm. Um, for Well, mainly because I, I only watch dumb stuff that has a lot of violence in it because that's all I respond to. And, and I'm not saying that's better. I'm just saying I need to become a better person. Will Gilmore Girls make me a better person? I don't know. Because I kind of have this whole thing about how basically most of the people in Gilmore Girls are terrible people anyway. Oh. So... We'll talk a little more about that after you see it. Is it, well, is it like, is it sort of like it's always sunny, but sort of nicer? No, no, they're not like, well, they're not that terrible. It's just like rich people with a lot of privilege. Sure. And even though, you know, the main characters aren't rich, uh, they come from a rich background they have all this. So okay. much privilege in this. Okay. <laughs> because I, beforehand, I know so little about it, but I did look up pictures of it on Google Image Search, and I looked at it and thought, if I was in this town, I would be arrested for vagrancy. Like, everybody, <laughs> like, they would just, they would, first of all, they would arrest me for vagrancy, and then they would also find me for being so physically unattractive. <laughs> they would just be like, you're too ugly to be here. You can't, like, and that's most TV, but it looks like, but in like TVs where they have monsters and stuff in them, like I could just be a goblin wandering around. It's like, oh, he's a cool goblin. But this is a show where there's no goblins, so it's not. I couldn't just be there. Maybe you can't be there because you have too many gills. 
I don't have any gills. <laughs> well, no, I mean, like, I'd definitely. I'd be the gill most girl. <laughs> the gill most girl. Like, something that's, you know, action or supernatural based, and it's, you know, they set it in a city, and you're just in the background. Yeah, you'd blend. But I, I, I could see why you would think you would not blend in. Because uh, I look like Stars a Stars Hollow, Connecticut. <laughs> I don't think I blend in anywhere in Connecticut <laughs> at all, ever. And, you know, and I've been around a lot of, I've been in nice towns before. It's just, I don't know. This whole Gilmore Girls thing, I'm afraid. I'm actually kind of afraid. I'm afraid of the unknown. Elisa, what do you think about the unknown? The unknown yeah. is very scary. <laughs> what are you expecting other than I mermaids? don't know. I just hope I, I don't cry. No, uh, you're not going to cry. I'm probably going to cry. I'm, I'm going <laughs> to predict you're going to be annoyed. Ew. Okay. We had a long time to hang out before the podcast started, and I learned all sorts of things. Like, have you guys heard of this thing called Shopkins? <laughs> They're, I don't know, even know how to explain it. They're just stuff you can buy at the store, but with faces. And that's the whole toy. It's a bag of flour, and it has a face, and that's a toy. It's basically like they're indoctrinating kids, like... To capitalism. Into capitalism. <laughs> it's just like, no, stuff you buy is good and fun, and that just buying things is... And then they have uh, sort of the, gar the garbage pail kids version of it, grocery... The grocery gang, spelled G-R-O-S-S, the grocery gang. Yeah. And, I, and if you ever have to have... Sit and listen to a child explain toys for an hour you'll understand what it's like to go mad because i just couldn't this whole she kept and there was this one shopkin that you didn't know what it was it was just a blue guy and he I, they kept saying it's a snow cone but it didn't look like a snow cone and it was really bugging me and i i don't know how you deal with how do you deal with children i send them to their room <laughs> that's a good I plan go play in your room why didn't you do that for me i told her to put them away but she didn't, and she just kept showing. I really thought, me. You, I thought were you were enjoying them. it. Yeah. I was trying to keep my sanity by sort of like making jokes, but I was losing my will to live the whole time. Wow, you would not be good in like a hostage situation where, uh, well, first you would not be generally good in a hostage situation. <laughs> but like, if you ever had to signal at somebody that you need something done because there's a gun to your back, you would be awful at that. I would. <laughs> <laughs> Because I was really, because she was like, she was like she was holding me hostage, and I was completely afraid to send a signal to you guys saying, this is the worst hour of my life, will you please stop this? Because I thought you were honestly enjoying it. She pulled out a little cookie and said, this was Grandma Cookie, and I wanted and to punch her. And she's Cookie Cookie's Grandma. She's Cookie Cookie's Grandma. <laughs> you were her new friend. You were yeah. new people. You were Gilmore. This is... <laughs> I, this is why I don't like meeting new people because they do shit like that. They put a little cookie in my face and go, "This is Grandma Cookie, Cookie Cookie's Grandma," and it's just oh, oh. And this is why I hang out with my old friends because we don't do stuff like that to each other. Well, I guess I kind of put you in that situation. Right, but that was and that wasn't even your kid. That was someone else's kid. It was my sister's kid. Yeah. Oh god. And because we do normal things like you invent songs on the toilet. Yes. <laughs> what's what's the song? You just invented a song on the toilet. No, I didn't go? invent it. Okay. I mean, somebody had to sing it before. Okay. Because we, we were doing Pat Benatar, mm -hmm. singing songs together, and then I had to go pee, and so I was singing, We, we belong to the line, we, we <laughs> Basically, I replaced we with we, we. <laughs> While I you didn't replace anything. You added a we. <laughs> we, we belong to the night. We, we belong to each other. Yes. And something about release or, or relief. No, I think that's just part of the song. Oh, well, I thought you changed it. And I thought, wow, that's really uh, clever. Yeah. I'm trying to remember. <laughs> you're trying to remember if your wee wee song was clever? Yeah. No, I'm or trying to remember just... if I said relief. And this is what happens when you hang around children, is because now we're talking about Pat Benatar toilet songs. We're writing parody toilet songs about Pat Benatar because a little child showed me a cookie and said, this is Grandma Cookie, Cookie Cookie's Grandma. And now we're going to watch Gilmore Girls. What are our lives? What have, what have our lives become? 
what have they devolved into? Since, yeah. Like, since when, though? Hasn't this always been life? That's true. I mean, we <laughs> I just... Mean, th- I think this is basically something we've been doing forever. Like, just this sitting the... down and watching really, you know, dumb things. And we're like, well, why did we watch that? Oh, God. That's That's been our life since... Don't we want more... Don't we want better than this? Well, I mean, I think that's what we're going to do. Because, like, later we'll explore more things. Okay. When we're comfortable. Let's water. (laughs) There's dogs drinking water in the background. And our sound guy, uh, Dave, uh, he does not like it. But Elisa is very pro let the dogs drink water. And I think we don't want dogs to die just so we can record a podcast it's hot outside let the dogs drink water and people might wonder what's that galloping going on in the background (laughs) yeah the lapping it's just dogs lapping up water um is there um see see that's the thing i just realized one of the biggest drawbacks of our show is that because we don't know anything about the gilmore girls it's hard to talk about the gilmore girls (laughs) beforehand um well i'm gonna tell you yeah, she's in the first episode. Uh, Suki, played by Melissa McCarthy, uh-huh. is in the show, um, and it's like she's honestly my favorite character. Okay, seems yeah. like she would be. Yeah, and uh, you know, I guess you know, I guess part of it is like she's a chef, mm-hmm. and uh, she's really clumsy and quirky. Melissa and McCarthy. Guess, yeah. What are your thoughts about Melissa McCarthy? I didn't know she was in it. Apparently, she is. Who? What are your thoughts? I like her. Is that it? Well, that's all, that's all I got. That's all I got. <laughs> Melissa McCarthy seems like somebody... She's one of those people for me that just came out of nowhere and then is all of a sudden in Bridesmaids and now she was just the biggest star overnight. But See, but I knew her before that because of this show. Right. Mm-hmm. And I just have this... And I, and I feel like I just have this blind spot as far as uh, women performers in general because of stuff like this. Like, yeah. I'm not going to watch the Gilmore Girls. Not you know, actively because I, I, I don't hate women. I don't think I hate women. Do you think I hate women? No. There's a Hidden Valley Ranch party in my mouth. <laughs> What's that? That's like her favorite. That's an SNL. Yeah. When she was like on it, she was like, there's a Hidden Valley Ranch party in my mouth. The whole concept of this sketch was that she was, uh, she was a, a part of a group. Uh, mm-hmm. group. What are those things called? The were they people? Were they test, <laughs> test group. Okay. Test, test group. Test group. And uh, she, they were, uh, was ranch dressing yeah, Hidden Valley. Hidden Valley. Okay. And so she kept like trying to come up with really funny quips. Uh-huh. She was being very quippy. I think she was trying to get paid. Yeah. I think it's good that people don't have to watch Saturday Night Live now. And we're just out, we're just doing a roundup of Saturday Night Live sketches. Have you heard of the sketch? Okay, it takes place in the 1970s. Basically, Blue Oyster Cult is... Uh, have, you, have you seen the sketch? Okay, I'll explain the whole thing. Um, so, they're recording... Okay, I'm not going to do that. I'm just saying... More that, cowbell. It's more cowbell. Oh, I have seen that one. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Oh, I'm glad you didn't understand what I was trying to do there. Well, I don't know band names. <laughs> you don't know BOC? You don't fear the Reaper? I know, I know, I know them. But do you fear the Reaper? What is B? Oh, okay, B L C. No, I don't. I know songs. Yes. I know the band names. I don't know what songs belong to the band. Okay. So when you said that, I didn't know what you're talking about. Okay, but no, seriously, to just get serious for a second, do you fear the Reaper? Yes. So back to Gilmore Girls. So back to Gilmore Girls. They're not vampires. There's no violence. It's just. Mother-daughter relationships, talking. Is that you, you said there's a baker, so I assume there's lots of muffins. Is around. there a candlestick maker? Oh, yeah. <laughs> there might be in Stars Hollow <laughs> later. I don't know. There's <laughs> because, not supposed to be a candlestick maker. Well, uh, part of the thing or the backdrop of this show is that they live in a town that was that's like based on tourism. So people come there to like visit like American Revolutionary. Oh, like, like Fredericksburg. Stuff. Yeah, like if we were to go to Fredericksburg. Yeah, but that's a very long way from Toronto. Where we are. We're in Toronto. <laughs> yes. Um, I just want to make it clear that we do not live in San Antonio, Texas, because if we lived in San Antonio, Texas, no one would give a shit about this podcast. We live in a cool city called Toronto. It's in Canada. Maybe you've heard of it. We go to Young Street all the time. We say hello to Canadians. What's your favorite thing about living in Canada? 21 Young Street. Pretzels. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> My favorite thing about living in Canada is the fresh air and the good people 
and Justin Trudeau. And Justin Trudeau is a very <laughs> handsome man because that matters in a politician. No. no. No, Justin Trudeau is not a handsome man. I or don't no, think Justin... so, no. No. Uh, he's, I guess he's conventionally handsome, but I don't think it's important to be handsome to be a politician. Sure, but... I he... mean, look at the American president. Right. He looks no, like I'm... a frog. <laughs> right. <laughs> so you don't think Justin Trudeau is handsome? No. Why not? I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> he's just not handsome. He's not. He's too fit. And that's very unattractive. What? <laughs> I, I think that's a, a dig at your husband, okay, if no, anything. No. No, no uh, he's Is too it? conventional looking to be handsome. No, like, no? Uh, people who have, like, raw bodies are <laughs> sweaty and gross. Does he have a raw body, though? I've only seen him in suits. Well, like, you know, like a tiger. Yeah. <laughs> Justin Trudeau's too much like a tiger. Well, you? like a. He's too much like a. I don't. Uh, I really don't even know what he looks like. <laughs> <laughs> he looks like Zoobly Zoo. <laughs> I, I think my whole favorite thing about that is like I don't like men who have fit bodies, and your husband is recording our podcast. No, like I mean, like um, the people that are too ripped. Um, yeah, too like muscly. too muscle. Like it's gross. But he's, yeah, I mean, what's too much muscle, though? for Like uh, John The Cena. Rock or John Cena, like wrestler type <laughs> it's not like The Rock or John Cena. You're just like, Justin Trudeau's this I told you, I don't know what he looks like. <laughs> he's just Only this... after you went on about who was doing He's like this roided out politician going, I'm going to fucking save Canada's life. Oh, no. He looks like, uh, what's our... Senator Toronto's name. Senator Toronto. <laughs> he looks like. Um, Who does he look like? Let me see that picture oh, that you showed the, her. The terrible person that. Oh, Ted Cruz. Ted Cruz meets. Uh, hold on, let me see it again. Ted Cruz. Yeah, he doesn't look like Ted Cruz. Are you at talking all. about Paul Ted, Ryan? Ted Cruz meets Charles in charge. <laughs> Ted Cruz meets Scott Bayo. I don't think that describes Justin Trudeau at all. Oh, actually, he does have a sort of a Ted Cruz nose, but Ted Cruz is gross looking. So is that guy. He, uh... Well, yeah, I think, Warren, I think, I think Justin Trudeau is handsome, and, but I agree it's not an important part of governing, but let's not get into it. <laughs> I, <laughs> Ten minutes later, let's yeah, not get into yeah, this. Exactly. <laughs> I I just want to I just want to bring it back to the fact that you just assumed that the <laughs> prime minister of Canada he was a wrestler. Was a wrestler. <laughs> like that's how it happens up there. It's like he was Brett the Hitman Hart is the fucking governor of Canada. Scotty too hotty. Scotty too hotty. <laughs> Scotty too hotty. The wrestler. Is that an actual wrestler? Oh, I thought you were making something. <laughs> Isn't that a wrestler? He's retired. Oh. He kind of looks like uh, David Arquette with bleached hair. Okay. That's a lie. I don't... I <laughs> Why do you constantly physically describe people you don't know what they look like? <laughs> because I think I know what they look like, and then I look at them, and I'm like, they don't look like that at all. Okay. Too what do you think... High. Let's just... Because you'll say anything. What What does the governor <laughs> of Indiana look like? <laughs> that is, she just showed us a, a picture of Scotty Too Hottie. He basically looks like Kid Rock. Um, that's, ugh. You don't see the David Arquette? He I looks see it. like one of the gladiators in Running Man. He looks like Guy Fieri. Oh yeah, fit Guy Fieri. Yeah, fit Guy Fieri. Um, yeah, he basically has the same facial hair. I feel from the pictures I saw from Gilmore Girls, I feel like Guy Fieri wouldn't do well in what is it called Stars Hollow. Yeah, no, no, people would run him out of town. They would, they would <laughs> run Guy Fieri out of town. They'd run oh. me out of town. Uh, no, no, no. no. Uh, but, like, I think Suki would totally run Guy Fieri out of town just for having terrible Suki taste Stag and House? not being... Uh, Who's uh, Suki? Uh, M- Melissa McCarthy's chef character. Okay. Because uh, she constantly has this, like, running joke about where she insults, like, uh, really famous chefs because they're not as good as her. Like Bobby Flay. Uh, I don't think Bobby Flay ever comes up. Yeah, Bobby Flay shouldn't come up. I hate that guy. Yeah, I mean, screw that guy. That dude stood on a stove once, and it, I think it really disrespected the food. I, I just don't like him. Y'all keep mentioning Stars Hollow. <laughs> it's from it's the, the name show. of the town. It's from the show we're uh, about to watch. <laughs> I was like, I thought we were watching Gilmore Girls. <laughs> 
and it's just before uh, just before we wrap up and get to watching this because we can't just I, I can't give away yeah. too much what do you I, think, I think I've given away too much what do you think the plot of this first episode is going to be like do you from what you've heard what do you think it's going to be like I Lisa? think it's going to be this old town and it's going to focus in on the house and inside there's going to be these two girls and one of them might be making breakfast and the other one might be eating cereal like, do you ever see those in, like, TV shows where mom is making breakfast and daughter is eating cereal? And, like, who's the breakfast for? Yes, I've seen people make breakfast. But, so you think that's what the entire episode is going to be about? You oh. just realized oh, I no. do that with my own kid. Yeah, no. The breakfast uh, is for me. Yeah, yeah, but the whole thing about cereal is that it's not breakfast. It's part of a healthy breakfast. I think... That's what they do in commercials. I think it's what's like going to happen... It's, served on the side of, like, bacon and shit I think what's gonna happen in this first episode of Gilmore Girls is that I'm going to fall in love with the Gilmore Girls and I'm gonna become a real Gilmore Girl head is there, is there a term for fans of Gilmore Girls uh well there's an, actually a podcast oh damn it why didn't you tell me before we recorded no there's actually a podcast called the Gilmore Guys and it's about oh. these two guys that are so in love with the Gilmore Girls well and I feel it, like a real asshole for doing this now <laughs> But we're committed. We've already we've recorded way too much. Let's stop here. Let's watch an episode of the Gilmore Girls. And we're going to be back with our thoughts. You're probably already stopped listening because you're all like, they're just ripping off the Gilmore guys. Why didn't anybody... T- <laughs> all right, let's go. Okay, welcome back to the Usual People podcast. Af- before the break... Elisa brought up to me that it was kind of weird that I brought up a bunch of racial stuff in the first half. She she felt blindsided but by that. But honestly, at this point, my opinion of white people can't be any lower. This is... I... The Gilmore Girls has made me actively hate Caucasians. Do I, you actively hate half yourself? I active... I mean, I hate all of myself. <laughs> Okay. All the time. That's not a whole... That's not a thing. But this... I... The level of... <laughs> just, just... I'm sort of shaking with rage <laughs> at the thought of white people right now. That is my initial reaction to watching the first episode of The Gilmore Girls. I did not fall in love with The Gilmore Girls <laughs> at all, as I predicted. That is not what happened. But I got the prediction of how you'd react, correct? I think so. What did you say I was going to do? Be annoyed. Yeah. What? Like, okay, so after watching the first episode, I am not in love with the Gilmore Girls. Um, I, there wasn't even anything that happened. Yeah. Like, there was no point to that whole, I mean, I see where I was trying to go, but I was like, this was their first episode where they try to bring people in, and I don't know why people stayed. Okay, so let me get into why I started watching the Gilmore Girls. Please. To begin with. Um, I didn't see the first season. I started with the second season. And uh, right in the beginning of the second season, I guess he comes in later, is this character, Max Medina. He played, uh, I can't remember the actor's name. He was the wolf in uh, The Tenth Kingdom. Oh, Scott Cohen? Yeah, Scott Cohen is in it. And, you know, I had, like, a huge crush on him. And then, okay, so... Uh, this is 2002. I just left college and I was in my first apartment with Ike and uh, we didn't have cable. And so only one channel worked, which was like Fox or whatever this show was on. And so that's what we watched every day, like <laughs> whatever was on that TV station. Or like if we watched TV, we watched a lot of movies. So this was basically the pre-golden age of television where you were forced to just watch whatever. Yeah. When, when TV basically held you hostage. Yeah. And you just had to eat whatever shit they served up. Yeah. That's literally the only way I could see this ever working. Because yeah. you this seems like something you just watch because there is nothing else on. Yeah. Um, and I don't and I don't want to come off as mean or just as being overly sarcastic. I just I don't un- I, I can't fathom watching this show. Basically, here's... I just felt like a huge piece of shit the entire time I was watching it. Like, I, I was eating Little Caesar's Pizza in my torn t-shirt and my sweatpants because I have no other clean clothes. And I just felt like a subhuman piece of garbage watching this whole thing. And see, uh, 
part of the reason why I wanted to see it after you suggested it was like, oh my god, they're gonna hate this so much. <laughs> <laughs> I was looking forward to that. <laughs> this is how you, you knew that it was gonna be like torture. So yeah. Tortured us. <laughs> I knew y'all were gonna hate it. Torture is. <laughs> Torture is a very important aspect of our friendship, it seems. It's just like, I knew they were going to hate it, these fucking idiots. It was really bad. Yeah. It, I mean, okay. So, it did, I mean, there's no story to really report on. It's basically these, these mother and daughter. The mother got pregnant in high school. She had her daughter young. And now she wants to send her to a nice prep school so she doesn't make the same mistakes. But she falls in love with a guy, so she's obviously going to make the same mistakes. The mother is estranged from her parents because of stuff that happened in the past. So she needs to go beg money to get her into this prep school so they have dinners. And why did anybody ever eat anything? Oh, okay, yeah. So, like I said, part of the show is that the Gilmore girls, the two of them, they'll just eat junk and junk and junk. Like, when they sit and watch a movie, they order pizza and Chinese food and all this stuff. Right. And they don't gain a single pound. And it's Because amazing. they don't eat anything. Yeah. They, they, they were eating a salad with hamburgers, and then they took no bites of the hamburger. <laughs> I was so mad. Like They just, didn't even eat a fry. Yeah. <laughs> take a bite of something. Come on. I can't stand that. Like when I Here's one of my weird things you need to know about me. Whenever people don't eat food in a movie... I always, the same idea comes to my head. I need to invent a machine that will allow me to go into the movie and eat the food they didn't eat. <laughs> I always have that thought. Like, there's this thing, like, I can just pause the movie, I turn on this machine. Taste vision. It's like, something like that that allows me to just crawl in into the Gilmore Girls fucking kitchen that's, and just eat that cake that was just sitting there that nobody touched. And that's a uh, Chekhov's gun. <laughs> Okay, so not- we did trivia yesterday. One of the clues was Chekhov's gun, and that basically says that if you write a script or any piece any, of any anything, if you're writing, you don't put a gun in a in a scenario where they don't use it. Uh huh. So it's like yours, but with food. You don't put the burger in the movie if you're not going to eat it. <laughs> exactly. It's not Chekhov's gun. It's Anthony's burger. <laughs> it's Anthony's burger. Yes. That's what that was, that's what those burgers were. I want, really wanted to eat those burgers. Uh, just to let you know, I am morbidly obese. I have a weight problem. I'm very hungry all the time. So this is not a, like a normal nice person talking about food. This is a food monster talking about a magic device to eat food in movies. So don't. Don't think this is in any way fun or cute. This is just another <laughs> symptom of my disease. But it really did piss me off that they didn't eat those burgers. I didn't like yeah. the way she threw that money. And it fell on the floor. Oh, okay. So that's like a running thing that bugs me about the Gilmore Girls is later on the line. Because, you know, she's so whiny. And she's like, oh, and I had to get away from this privileged world. It was too privileged. But she is a fucking brat. Right. She treats service people terrible throughout mm-hmm. the TV show. Oh, that was uh, that was obviously up front. <laughs> yeah. Uh, just telling people they're going to be fired. She makes uh, the Mexican cooking staff put up with her friend who puts them in physical danger all the time. Melissa McCarthy's <laughs> character starts, what, three or four fires in this episode? She hits someone with a She hits someone with a fire. She hits a Mexican pan. dude in the face with a frying pan. It's just like, it's cool. We're friends. You can it's hit not just people. a frying pan. It's a cast iron skillet. That shit is heavy. It bothered me that um, she still wants to go into business with Sookie, which is, who's her name, Sookie? Yeah. Melissa McCarthy's character. Because I'm like, why would you invest money in something she's not going to take care of? Sure. Yeah. I mean, that's not a sound investment. Oh, I, they do eventually open a, a, a bed and breakfast type thing, and she burns it down. Oh, God. <laughs> so she's... Oh. oh, wait, no. What? She doesn't burn it down. The inn that they work out uh, work at eventually like catches fire and Because burns of Sookie? I don't think it's because of Sookie, but... She gets blamed, and it's like, a, it's like <laughs> an issue. It's like something they can talk about in the show. No, no, oh. but like that would make it like way more interesting. But <laughs> it's completely separate. But then later, when they do have their in, she does start a fire uh-huh. and it like causes like this other thing that 
she has another like rift with her parents where she's not talking to them and she has to talk to them because her dad is like their insurance agent or whatever. Okay. I don't know. It's like convoluted. You, yeah. And, like, it sounds stupid. boring as shit yeah. is what you <laughs> described. And that's definitely what the show is. Because another big disconnect for me is that these, this is a show, basically, I'm not a fan of fast talking smart comedy. I'm a dummo. I'm so fucking stupid. I don't like the people. I don't like snappy dialogue. I don't like because I hate Heron Sorkin. Oh yeah, I, I don't Sorkin. like Will and Grace. Yeah. The, that kind of comedy. It's not that I hate it. Well, I hate Aaron Sorkin. I fucking hate Aaron <laughs> Who's Sorkin. Who's that? What uh, the West Wing? A news. Uh, the newsroom. Anything like that? Just any with... anything like just like oh we're talking fast and oh, here's but a, you, no uh, Sorkin studios studio studio Who's Sorkin? He's the guy who writes all of those. Yeah. He's he's basically okay. just sort of like a, a better dressed Joss sports. Whedon. The sportscaster thing. Yeah. Yeah, I can't stand that type of comedy. I, I liked Newsroom. Did you? Um, only, it, only the first season. I don't think... Did we watch this? No, we didn't watch the second season. It gets season, terrible. But, because yeah. they don't know where to go with it. Right. This is one of those shows that they don't know. It's, it's like, like J.J. Abrams. Girls. Sure. Yeah, like a lot of these shows, they just... They start with it and they're not quite sure where to go with it. Right. My triumvirate of like the worst people in television are... And I always... I in my A long time ago, I used to write fan fiction in my head where Joss Whedon, Aaron Sorkin, and J.J. Abrams all hung out and got into weird adventures together, like the Three Stooges, and it's just like, <laughs> and like this is what I would just sit and think about because I just didn't like any of them, and this was like in like 2007. I still I already hated these guys. Okay, I'm gonna tell y'all something y'all are really gonna hate. Okay. okay. So after the show ended, whatever. Uh, Amy Sherman Palladino, she's the head writer, the okay. creator of the show. She created a show later based around like this dance school like this ballerina dance school okay and it was called Bunheads. why because they were buns and they're ballerinas okay okay <laughs> <laughs> I, just, I don't know what to do with that oh speaking of ballerinas you guys remember the part where the friend is on the hayride and they pass the, uh, the belly yeah. yeah the teacher i wished was played by divine Oh my god, yeah. That, that would have been, been like having the most Divine amazing town. In, I think having Divine play any of the characters in this would have improved it a thousand times. <laughs> just to add some sort of spice to it. Because when I... Okay, this is what this is my main thing. This show just reminded me of the movie Scream, but nobody dies. Like, everybody's making pop culture references. Everybody's beautiful. And the only reason I can stand that and scream is because eventually someone gets their head crushed in a garage door. But you... you I don't see how this is possible. But you, Lala, maintain that nobody gets murdered in this show. Nope. Not how, even a Halloween special? Nope. How is that possible? You know, like... You know, it would be, like, a better show if, like, it was exactly what it was, but then, like, the next episode, it just gets weird, like, Night Vale. Sure. Like, weird, like, they live, like, at the apex of, like, weirdness on a different dimension. I mean, we're just talking about Buffy at that point. <laughs> yeah. Like, we're just saying, it would be good if it was Buffy. It, you know, it kind of gave me that vibe. But, all, but, yeah, it came out in 2000, all the shows were like, after yeah. Scream... All things aimed at teenagers were like Scream. And the only reason I like Scream is because people died. Yeah. And that was cool. But that they, what the creators of this show seem to maintain is that Scream would have been better if nobody died. <laughs> and I don't see how that works. And, you know, it's really bothersome because, like, every season is basically the same. But, you know, they get different, like, guys in there to be their love interests. And... At some point in the season, uh, I just Lorelei love the disgust look Ro on your face. <laughs> Lorelai and Rory, they just like they get into like a huge argument where they're not talking, and that's like the huge thing for that season. Okay. Just like how Desperate Housewives has that like disaster episode where like everybody like I don't know dies in a tornado or something. Right. Right. <laughs> but <laughs> their relationship really. Bothered like, me because it was like the mom and Mean Girls. I'm a different kind of mom. Yeah, like it was just... <laughs> nobody likes that mom. <laughs> I, I don't even know what to say about that. What the relationship or yeah, the whole thing? Yeah, just the whole thing. The, their relationship was weird. Like 
the mom and the daughter shouldn't be that cool with each other. Right. Where they tell each other everything. They call each other bitches. They do? Yeah, the, the, when they were sitting at the table, she's like, oh, I had dibs to be the bitch tonight. And she's like, oh, isn't that every day? I think the, yeah. like, the whole deal <laughs> is because she had her so young, like they're so close in age, that's why they get along so well. Mm-hmm. And I can tell you right up off the bat, that is not how it works. No. Because my older brother had kids when he was a teenager, and he is not like that with his kids because they just they don't talk like he. <laughs> It's even worse because he is more like a child than them. Mm-hmm. If there was, if this was like that kind of relationship where the mom was just a complete screw up or something like that, yeah, I would like that more. You know, that's like the concept. Arrested development happens when you have kids that young, right? But uh, that's not what this is going yeah. on, though. But, yeah, like um, if if she had gotten pregnant that early, she would have this whole thing about how I'm young and I need a party, and the kid would have been left with somebody, right? That's not what's going on. The only signifier that she's not doing that having a kid at a young age was a bad idea is that she doesn't have enough money to send her to a private school. Which is, like, a stupid problem to have. Right. Like, that's like, that's like yeah. <laughs> like, everything was It's stupid. so overly privileged. Like, if we could... Like, this is what I meant when I said it's the whitest show ever. Yeah. Like, if we could talk about the possible boyfriend... Oh yeah, the uh, oh the leather clad guy stopped her and asked her if she knew where he could get a job, <laughs> and then she didn't want to go to school because she wouldn't get to see him. But it's such a small town; like, why can't she go to school and hang out with him? Well, that's eventually what happens. Oh, cool. So. <laughs> then, it's, then it's not even an issue. It, it, it is not. One of this my whole show has no issue. Yes. It's a non-issue. Yeah, my one of my favorite lines is when they're talking about how she's reading Moby Dick, and one of them says, "Oh, is that your first Melville?" What? Your well, first Melville? She says that. Like, uh-huh. I, uh, she says it. She's like, "Oh, I know it's so cliche." Or For my first, first Melville. Melville. <laughs> what? Oh, is that when he was like he responded with the book name? Right. Yeah. Well, and then, and then no, he was referring to a movie at that point. But it's like this is my first Melville. It's ugh, that line really pissed me off. That guy, Jared Padalecki. He, he. Speaking of Scream, he just reminded me of Skeet Ulrich in Scream. He was a creepy <laughs> guy with hair in his eyes, um, leather jacket, leather jacket, and he would, and he was stalking her. He was just straight up stalking her. He's like, I was watching you, and the thing he said he admired, it's almost like the character in The Craft. Which exactly, and he basically he's the reason he liked her is because somebody got hurt and she was able to ignore it because she was so into her book. So basically, her lack of empathy is what drew him in, <laughs> and so he's basically just saying, "Hey, I'm a sociopath. You're a sociopath. Let's get this. Let's on. not care about things together." <laughs> so that was a really weird. Oh, and I think I already mentioned this, but I wrote it down, so I needed to get it, do it again. Who has a salad before a burger? I've never heard of that. That just bugs me. That's my own food thing. I mean, it has salad in it. Like it Right, it already has a salad on it. That's exactly what's going on there. And just this whole... I Okay, let's, let's talk about things we liked about this. Okay. I like that it began with the Law song, There She Goes. Yeah. yeah. Okay, so that's... Like, one of the saving graces of this show mm-hmm. is it has a really incredible soundtrack, actually. Okay. They have a lot of indie bands. They have, like, Ash at one point, Girl from Mars. And, I like that you're like, just listing bands yeah, I've never heard of. And, like, uh, you know, Elvis Costello, This Is Hell, and, mm-hmm. you know, just a lot of really great songs. Okay. Um, I so. liked that song. <laughs> I liked when it ended. <laughs> uh-huh. Uh-huh. Um, Yolo Tango played. <laughs> yeah. Um, there, there's a, her friend who was Asian mm-hmm. and the mom. Like, this is definitely <laughs> one of those shows God where damn. there's this, it's definitely one of those shows where like every other character is more interesting in some way than the main character. Sure. Like the harp lady. Yeah. That was an unnecessary character, though. Yeah. At least in this episode. I don't know what she's like later. Right. Alex Borstein, the mom from uh, Family Guy, she shows up as a sarcastic harp player. Yeah. Who Very plays caustic. the harp? In the middle of a, a hotel. Of a small town. I don't know. That It was just a wacky thing. Like, there was just so many wacky things in it that 
You know, it was I, too I, wacky. See, and I think that's what draws people toward it. Oh, it's like so quirky, but it's really not. It's right. Not, it's not. It's not quirky like mm-hmm. in a fun or interesting way. It's just like, huh? I honestly <laughs> think it would make this show would make more sense if it had a laugh track. Like if they had a studio <laughs> audience laugh track, then I or could some understand. supernatural element. You or, know, or I tried watching this some... show. Sorry, I tried watching this show with. Uh, Kelso, Ashton Kutcher, and uh-huh. was it Ashton Kutcher? The Ranch on Netflix. And I had no idea there was a laugh track on it. Yeah. And so I couldn't even get five minutes into it. I was just like, is this. Yeah, laugh is, track is. It was weird. So I don't even think I could watch Gilmore that's, Girls that's on a laugh track. That's my problem with like, a lot of CBS shows. I, just, ugh, I can't get into it. I have that. no problem with the laugh track. I just think the, the way the comedy was pitched was at a sort of laugh track thing. Because you don't know when to laugh because nothing's particularly funny. Right. And if they just told me it's just like when she's threatening that guy with uh, losing his job because he won't answer the phone and I don't know why he won't answer the phone. So when it opened up and they're in there, they're there at that front desk, I was like, Paging Mr. Herman. Right. That would have been. (laughs) From Pee Wee. Yeah. Yeah. Remember? Yeah. That would have been a funny way to go with that. Yeah. Yeah. I think the other, the only other thing I liked in this was that the actor Edward Herman was in it. Oh yeah. And Edward, Edward Herman. Herman is an extremely tall. Who's that? Per- he was the dad the who fall. fell asleep. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. The, who's a dick to his daughter the whole time. He is like something's wrong with him. Right. I'm sure, and it's nothing, and there's nothing wrong with him, right? He's just no, a dick. That's all. That we don't find anything else. Like I feel They're like he inherited very... his money. Well, yeah, he did actually. Oh, well, they, they come from a good long job. Line <laughs> you did a good job. Of, yeah, <laughs> they come from a long line of people with money. Like their their ancestors came in on the Mayflower. Mm-hmm. Like there's like all this like dumb shit. It's like, yeah, y'all are like super privileged. Just stop throwing it in people's faces. Yeah, and I, <laughs> and you know most shows that that was a that whole period was a bad time for just like rich people acting rich the whole time like Mm -hmm. like we had shows like the practice basically a bunch of assholes were writing tv at this point like david kelly was writing ally mcbeal and i loved ally mcbeal i did too but they were just all jerks and they were all just rich jerks being jerks all the time they were lawyers (laughs) exactly they were jerks yes Single female lawyer. <laughs> Single female lawyer. Exactly. It was just Is that a, a TV show? No. Uh, in Futurama, they're making fun of yeah. Ally McBeal. It's oh. single female lawyer, lawyering <laughs> all the time. So the reason I liked Edward Herman is this was because he was just a really tall man, and I just like tall people. I think tall people are better than most people. Uh, well, yeah. They have a genetic advantage. Exactly. Thank you for... <laughs> Thank you for subscribing to my newsletter. (laughs) (laughs) Tall people are just genetically superior to short people. And I also want to mention, because I just have some little insider knowledge here. Of Gilmore uh, Girls? Well, the actor Jared Padalecki, who plays the uh, creepy boyfriend character. Mm -mm. He's from San Antonio. And I knew this guy who was also from here in college who went to high school with Jared Padalecki. And so uh, Jared Padalecki would always talk to the theater guy at... Uh, I think it was one of the Northside high schools. And basically, Jared Padalecki, apparently, and this is just based on what my friend told me, was up for the role of Anakin Skywalker. And he almost, and apparently he would have got it, except he refused to meet Steven Spielberg's daughter because he was busy working out. No, <laughs> that is made up. That's, that sounds really dumb. <laughs> yeah, that does sound dumb. But, but it's, it's like so dumb that nobody could like come no one up would with think, that. Yeah, no one would think it up. <laughs> yeah. Okay, this is the story I heard. Uh, Spielberg's daughter had a crush on Padalecki from some stuff she'd seen him in. Uh, she wanted to meet Padalecki because apparently you can just do that. You can just whore out actors to your daughter when you're uh, Steven Spielberg. Yeah. I mean, whoring out people against their will is uh, constant through Hollywood's uh, history. Exactly. (laughs) I don't know how I feel about that. What what are your emotions? Well, good for him for working out because can you imagine if he started a relationship with the daughter? Then he could never have a chance at a career. I'm not, I don't know I don't about know if that. he has much of a career. Well, yeah. like, what I don't Spielberg know if they were gonna, like, do, it was going to turn into a relationship. I think he would have just shown up. Steven Spielberg would have been, this is my daughter. You know what to do. And then like he would have lifted up his shirt. And yeah. would, she would have touched his abs. And yeah. he would be all, you're okay. Anakin Skywalker now. Yeah. Well, I mean, and, you know, 
people write in, you know, shit about that, like, in TV shows all the time, like, uh, Party Down. Right. Where, you know, they bring in, like, whoever they can for their daughter's bar, mit- bar mitzvah. Bat mitzvah, bat right. mitzvah. And, well, let's you know. not get anti-Semitic. No, I'm just talking about rich people. They feel like well, they can just... Been, we've been bringing up a lot of Jews as far as rich people goes. That's all I'm saying. We have? Spielberg, Bob Mitzvahs, I'm just saying, it's okay to oh. attack white people in general, but let's not get specific with it. <laughs> okay? No, I'm just talking about rich people. But okay. like that that's like a specific scene in that mm-hmm. particular show. Right. Down. Well, Anakin Skywalker isn't doing anything. <laughs> True enough. Yeah. And, and this guy got Gilmore Girls. <laughs> this guy did get Gilmore Girls, then... And uh, then he was on Supernatural for 10 years. Which is years. still going on. Which is still going on. So Jared Padalecki's fine. He didn't have to be Anakin Skywalker. It's just a story I heard and I'm passing it on like it's the truth. And that's what I'm doing right now. And now I'm just talking, explaining how I'm talking. How did this happen? I've yeah. got to stop. <laughs> stop. You're stuck in a loop. Yep. There stuck we go. Stuck in a loop. Okay. So, so any other thoughts? Any other thoughts about the Gilmore Girls? Elisa... What's going on with our lives? Uh, I know that we have lives, real lives, and they didn't. Yeah. <laughs> they didn't have them. The fictional characters yes. are not alive. We don't want to be the Gilmore more, uh, girls. I don't want to be the Gilmore girls. We either. don't. That should be our slogan. We are not the Gilmore girls. The usual people. We're just the usual people. Yeah. Oh yeah. <laughs> That's what rhinestone because we... you got to work every title into our slogan. Now. Right. <laughs> That's not going to make any sense because we never released <laughs> the rhinestone people. episode. Gilmore Rhinestone Girls. <laughs> yep, that's that's our slogan. Every to every episode ends with us saying everything we've seen. So, man, that we had a way to end this nicely, and then you put that in. I thought it, it was beautiful. Yeah. And now I'm flailing to provide closure for this. Oh my god! I uh, guess the one thing I want to say is, uh, don't bother with the TV show, but pick up the soundtrack. It's pretty good. Soundtrack's good. I'm glad she found that Macy Gray CD. Oh yeah. Oh my god! I walked out to get my dog. It's like she lost her Macy Gray CD, but she had it. But they both have. They Macy both Gray. have a copy of it. And like thank, why? And thank God for that because I cry and I choke. I try to walk no, away and I stumble. It's clear. I will tumble when you're not near. We should end this podcast. Right fucking now because this is weird. It's so Thank weird. Thank you, everybody. What? <laughs> that was the same was, song. That was not the same song at all. No. Okay, we got to stop this now. I wasn't singing. I was just saying thank you for listening to the usual You said it's so weird. What was that? Thank you for listening. Thank you for listening. <laughs> Thank you for listening. I wasn't singing. I on, I a, was. on a serious note, Thank you for listening. Thank you for listening. This was the Usual People podcast. This was next next time. We don't know what we're going to be doing, but it will be for the first time. All right. Please forgive us. Bye. <laughs>